Hello, and welcome to Life in the Rabbit Hole, a podcast about Caneo Valley Living and the official podcast of our Caneo Parent Pod community. I am your host, Lori Carice, a fellow resident, business owner, and parent living in the Caneo Valley. We all have a story, and we've faced our challenges in remaining Caneo Valley strong. Those journeys are shared, creating inspiration and deepening our bonds. Join me as we connect through life in the rabbit hole for everyone everywhere. Welcome back to our listeners. We're continuing with our Reset Your Mindset series now with education professional Jenny Rosent. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come and speak today, Lori. I'm really excited to talk about journaling. Journaling is a tool anyone can pick up and use through difficult work decisions, personal decisions, as a first step in the creative writing process or any creative process. So I'm excited to speak today about it because I am a writer and an author, uh, as well as a full-time education professional, and I use journaling in all of it. And today, I'd like to start by talking about the journaling process. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm really excited for this session myself. Actually, I think journaling is so important. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to mute my mic, step away from our virtual stage so that you have the spotlight in leading your audio presentation as the expert on the topic of reset your mindset and journaling. Take it away, Jenny. Great. Thank you. Thanks again. So whether you're starting a business or refining a strategy or you're in the business of writing, journalism is a great tool for clarity of purpose, for refining your why or your elevator pitch or as I use it in the writing process itself. Journaling has always been a part of my life. I have closet shelves full of journals. I write in daily journals for personal reflection on gratitude, daily meditations, affirmations. I also write to process my feelings when they are ambiguous and free-floating and when they are intense and compelling. I have learned that from my mentor, and my mentor said that writing is the first step in my healing process when I am feeling feelings. I identify as a writer, and journaling is the first step in my writing process as well. Journaling can be a powerful tool in daily life to work through the roller coaster of emotions we experience as humans and a creation tool when crafting your unique story. We all have a story to tell. Whether it's our own story or bearing witness to another story, journaling can be the vehicle to take you from that raw emotion or idea to a polished product. Anytime I start to write a blog, a journal entry, or my latest endeavor, a children's book, I begin with some free form stream of consciousness writing, which is to me journaling. In my busy life with competing priorities, I need routine to get to the important, uh, but not always urgent work of journaling. I want to share with you today a four-step simple process for journaling, a routine that works for me, and I invite you to try it so you too can ignite your journaling engine and create your successful story. So step one of that routine, I go to my quiet place. 
I have to be intentional about getting quiet and isolating myself so that my full attention and focus can be harnessed in capturing the thoughts on paper. I have to go within to find the gems. I need to because I find that there are so many other things that require my attention. Over the years, I've come to terms with the fact that I have attention and focus issues that keep me from using my time wisely, Um, a trick that helps me tune out the world and tune in to the magic within is music. I'm an audiophile and obsessive Spotifyer, so I start with my playlist, which is Songs I Write To. It's ethereal, it's unintrusive, and mostly instrumental, and it's what works for me. Whatever helps you tune out the world is what I recommend, getting out all the distractions. My second step is ask the questions, the answers will come. Becoming profoundly quiet and asking myself those important questions and being curious to what bubbles up is what helps me tap into my passion and my power in journalism. Questions like the broader ones. What am I feeling? Why does this matter? What is the truth here? What am I grateful for? These are the beginnings of an idea for the story dump, if you will. And it can sound kind of exhausting, but it's quite the opposite when I ask these questions. Um, I'm inspired and motivated by the magic that happens in these, this step. I can go deep inside and see what springs to life. When ideas come, they always beckon more. Once the flood of emotion subsides from that writing, I find that truth and beauty emerge. An example of this is when my email was hacked and a friend of mine said, Jenny, instead of spinning about this and being in fear, sit down and write. Write what you feel. Write I feel statements. And I did. I sat and I wrote and I said, I feel vulnerable. I feel scared. I'm in fear. I feel horrified. And I wrote and wrote and wrote until I could see all of those emotions clearly on the page. And then she said, write what you're grateful for. So I sat and I started writing all the things I'm grateful for. And at first, I didn't have a lot of emotion behind that. I wrote that I was grateful for the roof over my head, for my children's health. And as I wrote those gratitudes, I realized that all of a sudden I wasn't in fear anymore. There was a floor underneath my feet and a roof over my head, and I could hear my children laughing in the room next to me as they were playing a game. And all of a sudden, I was still in that reality that my email had been hacked, but I also saw the truth of the situation, which was I was safe, I was loved. I was okay, and I was going to be okay. And that form of journaling is powerful to get to what is human and truthful and raw. And the same thing in all of us. It's what connects us all. And to me, that's what makes good writing is that connection, that human, real connection, getting to the truth. And so... Sitting down and writing I feel statements, stream of consciousness, as much as you want, and then using a tool like gratitude to bring the truth back to any situation, it's a great start to journaling. Ask the questions and the answers will come. And sometimes it doesn't, it's, it, it's not what you expect. The answers can come quickly 
like a fountain, and sometimes they can come in fits and starts. But that is where the real story comes, when you can feel the feelings, let them flow through you, and then realize the truth. It's human, it's relatable, it's real. It's the magic of writing and the magic of journaling. And whether you're writing a piece for a publication or journaling for yourself, it can move you. Ask the questions, the answers will follow. There's a a quote from Edith Edger, expression is the opposite of depression. I love that quote, and I think it's apt here for my step number two. Step number three is, is as important as step number two. Step number three is, I do not judge what appears on the page. I do not judge what appears on the page. It's crucial for me when I let myself write and I capture that raw emotion to be an objective translator for my thoughts. I let my thoughts pour out. They may be awkward and graceless in the beginning, but that's okay. It is enough. All I need is a starting point to be a writer, a reminder of the raw emotion. It is usually unrefined and gawky. My internal critic can kill a new idea quickly. I battle with imposter syndrome in all areas of my life. I am a single mother going back to work after a 16-year gap in the workforce to raise my children. And in my career today, I'm one of the oldest people in the office. And when I worked before, I was one of the youngest. So I feel very much an imposter at work. But that doesn't stop me from doing the work and and believing in what I do. And I, I feel that way in my writing as well. Sometimes I feel like I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. But I am. I've written and I've authored. And I continue to write. And I just have come to terms with the fact that that imposter syndrome that critic in our minds will be there and I can welcome her in just like I can welcome in the the raw emotion that comes out and they can coexist. But I just have to remember and come back to my step three. I do not judge what comes out on the page. I do not judge it. I just let it come and I have time to refine it. So I have to actively keep that in check, especially when I'm at the beginning of a project and I do not have the full story all tied up nice and neatly with a bow on it. It doesn't have to all be there in the beginning. It just needs to be real and raw and honest and beautiful. And I do not judge. I take action. And that um, even the smallest step helps me combat that critic. If I work on my book for 20 minutes in the morning, if I talk about my book, book or share my journey on social media. It helps quiet that negative internal voice. So I just want to reiterate one more time. Step three, do not judge what comes on the paper. Just write. There's another saying that I want to introduce here, which goes something like this. A pen to paper for the for your thoughts is like a mirror to the face. So let them come so that you can see them let them come. Do not judge. So so we come to step four. And step four is revisit your collection of ideas frequently. If I leave them too long, 
My ideas join the notebooks full of inspiration that wait in my closet for resurrection. If I feel alignment with my core values or a divine push to express my truth, the writing manifests into a direction. I can refine it, consider my audience, research and choose a direction, whether it's a blog post or social media post or a book or a poem. But it's in that revisiting after the initial emotional dump a day or so later, an hour or so later, when the emotion has subsided and I can detach and read it with some compassion for the person who wrote it. And then I can see the story through the words. So going back and revisiting those ideas frequently is important. I realize when I do this that, you know, I don't have to eat the whole elephant at once. I can write in that stream of consciousness and capture the original thought or emotion. And then I can go back a couple days later and refine it and then refine it again. And then take the next step and do some research on my audience and refine it again. It doesn't have to be a full and complete idea or story or a full understanding of what the project will ultimately be in the beginning. I just have to take the first step and the first action and write it down. So going back over all four steps again, when I sit down to to journal I make sure I can go within and and do the deep work. I have a quiet space and I create that for myself with music. And I encourage you to create it with whatever, whatever keeps the distractions at bay. And the second part of that is I ask myself the important questions, those questions that get to the interesting story. I ask myself the questions and the answers come. The third step, and I think the most important step, is I make sure I I do not judge what shows up on the page. I just let it be. I just write. And whatever I write is what I'm supposed to write. And I accept that. And then the fourth and final step is revisit your collection of ideas frequently. I used this in my most recent project, a children's book that started as a rant in my journal, I was distraught over my 16-year-old daughter's ongoing daily struggle with anxiety and depression and my inability to relieve her pain. To process my feelings one day when I was overwhelmed, I wrote. My stream of consciousness rant morphed into a poem, which morphed into a love letter to my daughter. And after some reflection, it morphed into the idea for a book. This book will be available later this summer. So I encourage you, follow that creative urge. Take the first step in your journey in writing or self-discovery or both. And take that action and start journaling for yourself. So thank you for letting me share. Thank you for having me on, Lori. And I pass it over to you. Thank you, Jenny. We are Reset Complete. Thank you so much for listening today and please subscribe to our podcast so that you'll be alerted each time a new episode drops. 
and give us a five-star rating and positive comments to help us grow. For bonus content, be sure to join our exclusive channel for the parents of our community, the Caneo Parent Pod. And for our lady listeners, you'll also be linked to our sister podcast, Reset for Women Unplugged and Mom360 Everywhere at the same website, podhub360.com. We're a stronger community. When we come together, full circle.